You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome back to The People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ali Bunker. This week I'm joined in person by Aiden Bunker, as always. Aiden, how are you? I've had better days. You've had better days? Yeah. Better than today? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Today's been average, I imagine. Well, probably worse. Well, I mean, I had to have a filling and stuff. Oh, you had a filling? Yeah. Ah. It was okay. It was all right. It was just you don't never want a filling, do you? Well, when did you have it? This morning. What time? Uh, 11. It was meant to be 11.20, but I didn't get into about quarter to 12. I see. And did you have the old uh, numb tooth problem for most of the day? Or have you been all right? Um, for about two hours after. It, was, it wasn't really... It was just the whole upper lip because it was right in the front mm. of my mouth. Um, so yeah, I just had a stupid lip. It wasn't it. <laughs> stupid it wasn't lip. Big or anything. It was just annoying. <laughs> the lip you can't control. Well, it was fine. It was just it felt odd, and then I couldn't eat for ages. And I was starving. Yeah. Have you eaten now? I have. Good, good. Matt, have you eaten? I have eaten. I yeah, just was thrilled by your chat there. So we've all eaten. Uh, have you had any Dead feelings? <laughs> have you had any feelings, Matt? Uh, <laughs> I have had fillings in the past, but I haven't been to a dentist since I was uh, 18 years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, because it is one of the things I am petrified of. But why, though? I don't really understand people when they're scared of the dentist. I think they're maybe scared of the results. Maybe. And then no, the following maybe. treatment. Of so I told, have a story. Getting told that they're not doing a good job. Which it took four dentists to get one tooth out, which one of the dentists had to kneel on my chest <laughs> while pulling the tooth out. So that is my fear. Uh, well, I don't happen. think that happens every time. No. <laughs> that personally hasn't happened to me. No, I've never had a tooth out. Me neither. I've wanted to have a tooth out because it, I had so bad toothache one time. But um, I was willing to pull it out myself, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Oh, that'd be so horrible. Well, I have braces, so I have to have four teeth out. Ouchies. That's Ouchies. a lot of teeth. Um, remember, kids, brush twice a day, floss if you can. An apple a day keeps the dentist away, all right? But an apple a day also erodes your teeth because they're very high in sugar. <laughs> That's my problem. He's always like, stay away from the fizzy drinks. And I say, I don't barely have any fizzy drinks. It's all from the fruit. <laughs> stay away from the fizzy drink. He's foreign. <laughs> Like, Hold on, are we a wrestling podcast or are we a now dentistry podcast? It's just a general healthcare. <laughs> we are the now, now the new version of the NHS. It's a podcast version. And well, you can link dentistry back to wrestling via well, the route of Isaac Yankum, and there we go, right into it. <laughs> Isaac Yankum, yes. Um, DDS. Notorious lost teeth includes Cesaro uh, and Mick Foley. Miz got a chipped tooth. Miz did get a chipped tooth. Natalia. Yeah. She did, yeah, she lost a tooth. Um, Chris Benoit famously was a toothless uh, wrestler. Toothless aggression. Toothless aggression. Um, so, yes. This is the fucking weirdest start to a podcast <laughs> we have fucking ever had. I mean, if we haven't, if we haven't locked you in by now, there is no hope. Well, I just want to get the general advice out there for the population. I know listens to our every word, but you know, twice a day, kids. Fuck the dentist. Two minutes Don't each time. Don't give your money. Just fucking clean your teeth. Is that why it's you fun. haven't gone to the dentist since you're 18? Not because you're scared, but because you're banned, because you wanted to fuck the dentist. Because <laughs> that's the, the, the kind of advice we want to be giving our listeners. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So, wrestling. 
Mm. Yeah. So, well, right. So we've been on a bit of a journey over the last couple of months. Literally and figuratively, really. But um, we went to New York to watch WrestleMania, as you all know. So that's a big high. And traditionally, after the WrestleMania period, there's the um, immediate Hello. aftermath, which is the usually a high of the nights after. And then a bit of a lull until sort of, you know, July time, you know, in the build-up to SummerSlam. So to, it's perhaps not a shock that things have gone a little bit... I don't want to use the word stale, because I think that would be wrong. But things have just gone off the boil a little bit. Well, I wasn't here last week, so I didn't have to air my opinions on what happened after WrestleMania. But I felt the Raw and the SmackDown after WrestleMania were the worst two Raw and SmackDowns after WrestleMania for a good five to ten years. I would, I would, I would tend to agree with you with that, if I'm honest. I think in terms of like surprises and shocks, it was pretty, well, it was pretty non-existent. <laughs> or even just. Like noteworthy things. Yeah, I think there wasn't any post WrestleMania moments, moment, um, which you know we kind of come to expect. And I think, I think it was compounded by the Kofi Seth main event being interrupted by the bar, and that was it for the rest of the weekend. I think I say weekend, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that we were there for. It was just like, well, that's the end of all the fun. It's turned <laughs> shit now, hasn't it? Uh, and I think, Matt, you were the biggest, <laughs> biggest sufferer of that out of the three of us. If we've, we've finished getting what we want last night. Now we're just back to random booking. <laughs> yeah. it, it felt like they went, well, you had everything you wanted for WrestleMania, now fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, yeah, since since then, I guess we've, we've had the superstar shake-up, which kind of just keeps rumbling on, I guess you'd say. I don't even know why they've called it a superstar shake-up. Like... And that they thought that it happened over two weeks. This happened over like the last month. Yeah. It's meant to happen over just two days. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been a, a, well. Is it for two weeks? And ago? it seems like everyone that comes out, they're like, "Well, they used to be on Raw. Yeah. Now they're on SmackDown." Yeah, it's a bit strange. So we had more more move, movers and shakers uh, to SmackDown in in the B team. I don't think that had been announced. Before had it? No, it was weird because earlier in the day I was thinking, where, where is the B team? I don't know why. I think you're the only person in the world who thought that. I think it's because I came up with a rhyme. <laughs> I can't remember where it came from, but I was just thinking something like, where did B-team, Bo go? B-team, go, go, go. I don't know what it was, but yeah, where they, they were the definitely B-team, go, go, go. They were definitely on my mind before I watched SmackDown. To um, so someone, yeah, it, my my. My power of willing people back into existence, as happened with Shelton Benjamin and Asuka <laughs> and Nia Jax. Nia Jax. It's happened again, even though they would have been on TV many hours before yes, I thought of Before them. you thought of the beating. Raw um, Smackdown, which Good show, show, show? I think, yeah, I think it was something along those lines of like, because they, they weren't announced, but I was like, where. Where do the B team go? Go Where are Curtis and Bo? Oh dear, this is shit. I'm very tired. (laughs) It's the uh, the drowsiness, I think. It's the post WrestleMania lol. Yeah, or the post dentist lol. Anyway, um, just an injection. So we've had the superstar shake up, I believe. 
it might still go to the SummerSlam. Don't believe it yet. It may still carry on. Uh, But obviously there are people who we're not quite sure what brand they'll land on. Like the person I want to start the conversation about. Because Matt, I'm intrigued to get your actual opinion on this person. And their new gimmick is Bray Wyatt. The the Firefly Funhouse. Did you listen to last week's episode? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did actually. Okay. Um, so you heard our opinions. What? So what? What are you? What is your take on the new Bray Wyatt? I fear it's going to go the exact same way as the old Bray Wyatt. Wait, what are you doing? In my honest opinion. <laughs> so an advert popped up on my phone. Stop playing on your phone during recording, then, eh? I'm just waiting. I'm chilling. Just chilling, just chilling. Anyway, Matt, carry on, sorry. I just, from the vignettes that we've seen, I don't know where they can go with it. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. And I don't want it to be hokey. Is that the right? I get what you're saying. It just feels to me like they're not putting enough of an effort into his character and they're going to just, it's just going to be, he's been yet for a while, he'll come out on TV, he'll wrestle a little bit and then they'll just forget about it. Hmm. It's hard. I think, so I think you share a similar reservation to me in that I don't really understand how the character transitions to in ring, like what's his character going to be in the ring. Like he has, currently his character is he's a weird TV (laughs) presenter how does he transition from that into someone who fights in a wrestling well, ring for me he's a paedophile from the 70s <laughs> well i mean that's kind of the impression that we get but i don't think they're going down the pedo route if i'm honest pedo gimmicks just probably not a thing in the pg era if i'm honest um but yeah i mean there's only going the creepy Bobby. creepy route it oh. makes people feel uneasy I mean, you'd definitely warn your kids about him, wouldn't you? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yowie, wowie! <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I mean, I think Aiden and I both agreed sort of last week that we're interested in this. We want to see it do well. We really want to see Bray Wyatt do well. Uh, we just have a, a little bit of a fear about how WWE will treat this gimmick. I mean, to be fair to them... They've taken a radical step. They've massively changed his character. And they're throwing little tiny nuances in and clues as to what may happen in the future that are keeping us intrigued. It's just how much faith do we have that they'll maintain that and then deliver something that's worth watching. Mm. Mm, yeah. I don't know if we can answer that question. It, no, it's we, a bit confusing. It should be a wait and see, isn't it? It's just literally a wait and see. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm alright with that. I, I think I said last week, I don't want this to be a, in a couple of weeks, he's in the ring. I want to see vignettes for maybe a couple of months. Yeah, and I think, I don't think we will see him in the ring until his character some, until something changes in yeah. his character in the vignettes, oh. till, the till some sinister did, turn happens. But the then, one way I did think this could happen, and it could work out, is that he's having a mental breakdown. Yeah. And that this is his 
like visions that he's seeing. Yeah, as well as what he wants his life to be, but he can't get out of the depths and despair of what his life actually is. I think what it might turn into is it will be related to the the painting from this week. Yeah, the burnt down. Because I don't know, like you couldn't really see too well from the from the distance. Uh, the camera was away from the painting, but so sort of the the painting he did this week was obviously in reference to the time Randy Orton burned the yeah. wire compound down. Um, but in the in the window of the painting was Abby the doll, mm. face of Abby, and whenever they're in the Firefly Funhouse, Abby's always in front of a window. Mm. So I'm wondering, is the Firefly Funhouse, which is hard to say a bunch of times fast... Um, the inside of the Wyatt compound. Is it the inside of the Wyatt compound? And is it going to eventually just cut to a scene one day where the whole thing's, like, burnt down? Or it's, like, he he's... It shows you the reality of what he's actually in. He's in a burnt-down barn mm. where what he's seeing in his head is this wonderland. Or is this pre-Bray Wyatt? So this is what it was like for him. Well, and he, then... he's been saying how he used to be a bad person and stuff, and he cut his own head off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I oh, think, yeah. I think the, the vi- a viable option is that he is. these are visions, because he called it his happy place. Yeah. Um, he was saying how painting helps you express suppressed feelings. And yeah. Stuff. So like these maybe could be visions or a dream or something like that, which I know it sounds a bit hokey and a, and a bit shit, but it they was could, all a dream. They could, yeah. I mean, but they could do something with that. I like the idea of him, of him being inside the, the white compound, but I just don't really know how you would pull that off. Um, like maybe almost if like the set would like fall down one day and just reveal that they're in like the charred remains of a compound and then yeah or, or even just like that's like the breakdown and breaking down of those walls is what breaks down Bray Wyatt's character sort of thing yeah. I don't know or you're just like he goes to walk into the set one day like he comes through the door but when he comes through the door rather than coming onto the set he comes into this mm. wasteland yeah um I'd be interested in him having kind of like a, a schizophrenic character as well, where he's so overly nice and friendly, mm. but at the same time he's super dark and sinister. Like maybe in the ring, yeah. like he just goes a complete animalistic nuts, and as soon as the bell rings, he's it's nice, friendly, bit, bit like uh, Luke Gallows back in the day, <laughs> but less, less, less. We're not going to say retarded. Yeah. I heard a thing the other day, and it actually made quite a lot of sense. They dropped the ball massively with Bray Wyatt having him lose to The Undertaker? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have said this. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be tempted to agree, but I don't think beating The Undertaker really would have saved him, if I'm honest. I think, firstly, you know, what would it have changed? He still went on to become WWE champion a couple of years after that. I think they dropped the ball with that more than anything. Having him lose well, to Rally or WrestleMania in the, way, in the way that he did, I think was... Mostly part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't even get his opportunity, his rematch, did he? I'm pretty sure he didn't. Yeah, so I think he... they just dropped the ball from that point on with him. Uh, I mean, the stuff with Matt Hardy was interesting, if I'm honest. Mm. But it was, you know, it was lower mid card stuff really, um, which is probably not where he belongs. Um, 
but I'm really intrigued. Where do you, where do you think he belongs? I think he belongs nearer the top of the card. I mean, I think he puts more commitment into his character work than probably anybody else. And he is solid in the ring without being exceptional. But we've seen in the past that there are people who've been at the very, very top of the wrestling card, especially in WWE, who aren't exceptional in the ring but have got a great character. So, I mean, I believe he could get to those heights. It's just a case of how much belief do WWE have in him. Um, that's that's always been the question, I think. I feel like they, they have belief, but they don't back it up. They don't go the whole hog with him. And they, they, they kind of did when they gave him the title. And he got such a great reaction from people when he won it. And then they just they just screwed it up. Yeah. It's all bit dark. like this is all, for me this is a second chance for them at redemption at delivering the Bray Wyatt character that they should have delivered first time round. Well, the Bray Wyatt character that was delivered the first time round for the first couple of years especially was amazing. It was great. Well, okay, I probably worded that wrong. Not the Bray Wyatt character I guess, but more the in-ring the success that, come, that comes with it, if I'm honest. Yeah. You can't be the menacing, oh, I'm going to take your soul kind of character and then go lose on Lose every feud. Yeah, every <clears> single <throat> time. Even if you win the title, you, you lose it in your first rivalry. Like, that's, you know, it's just not how you build a great character, is it? Um, because no one believes what he says. And it's already hard enough to believe what he was saying because it was all so weird and hokey and, you know, riddly. <laughs> It was quite difficult to understand. Have you seen his tweet the other night? I've seen a few tweets. Firstly, what I want to say is those t-shirts, they're shit. (laughs) WWE must do better. Um, I think Bray Wyatt agreed with that because I think he put out a a tweet about it. But um, There's been a couple of tweets from him which sounded like it's almost as though they've given up on the character because there was some bad reaction at at certain points. Well, one of the first tweets he put out after it was revealed was it ended with, oh, well, maybe next time. He says, To see a ghost, you have to believe in it. It saddens me that you missed me all so much. Oh, well, maybe next time. But that was literally immediately after the, the first, first one, vignette yeah. played. Um, his latest tweet is a gif of him saying, Yowie wowie. <laughs> saying, a couple years ago, at Randy Orton did some pretty bad stuff to me. He destroyed my temple, uncrowned me as the champion of the world, caused my brother to abandon me and betrayed my trust. Worst of all, he didn't say he was sorry. But I forgive you, Randy Bobanders. <laughs> um, Randy Bobanders. Randy Orton replied to that, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, he did. Let's have he it. said something along the lines of, you had WWE spend $2 million on projecting fake bugs onto the ring at WrestleMania. What the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had WWE spend $2 million on photo projected bugs. What do you expect me to do? Trailer Park Boys, Bo and Bandy over out over and out. Hashtag House of Horrors. <laughs> Bray put out a really weird tweet the other day. Um, I'm just gonna show you. I'll read it to you. It says, "I love stockholders, and I love all of you." Hashtag Firefly Funhouse. I miss Roman, Kayfabe, NFL Draft, Baby Shower, Process Over Outcome. Abby the Witch, Maestro, Indiana, Pex, Merch, Jason Baker. 
<laughs> I don't understand any of that. There was something about um, that. There was a couple of news articles posted on the dirt sheets about um, WWE dropping the, the new gimmick because stockholders thought it was shit. So that's why he started with that one. Um, but at least no, they've I, done I with it for another week. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. Um, so I'm just hoping it goes for as long as possible. Well, that's what she said. Yeah. Um, I blame her. Right, so that brings me to the end of the Bray Wyatt conversation. What I want to talk about um, is how I am feeling positive about a new superstar on the roster based on how they've been booked over the last couple of weeks. And that's Lars Sullivan. I don't know if you guys would agree with me, but I think the way they booked him so far is very similar to how they booked Brock Lesnar in 2002. And I see positive things for him. You know, this is just going to result in a clash with Roman and Roman wins. Well, maybe, but I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, when you think about all the people he's attacked, is he have is he getting like a legend killer gimmick? Well, that's one. But I think he's going after people who are, you know, universally liked, which helps him get heat. Because I mean, when you think of the people he's Apart attacked, apart from me, apart from you, Kurt Angle, the Hardys, Rey Mysterio, our Truth, all in their forties or or plus. Yeah. I think like, is he the new Randy Orton? I thought he was just attacking old TNA champions. <laughs> but, like Rey Mysterio. Well, but until Rey Mysterio happened. But like Kurt Angle, the Hardys, R-Truth. Um, but yeah. Former NWA heavyweight champion, R-Truth. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. true. Um, but I'm quite positive about last time. Matt, maybe you're not? Um, I don't know where they can go with him, if I'm going to be honest. I can't, I can't see him as a top guy. No. I can see Vince pushing him as a top guy, but then he'll get the just silent treatment because if you boo him, that's what they want. Yeah. And they, he's not going to get cheered. So people will be uninterested. But, yeah, I, I think people will lose interest quite quickly if he just comes out and destroys people and then yeah, well, you're it's... not having him in matches that he can prove himself. So I, I think what, what the natural <clears throat> step for this is to put him, with a match, put him in a match with our truth at Money in the Bank yeah. and have him pre-show. absolutely destroy him. Yeah. Not even on the pre-show. Just, I mean, have, just have him challenge, just have our truth come out, challenge Lars Sullivan on the show and then Lars Sullivan beats the shit out of him. Like, puts him on the shelf maybe, temporarily. Um, Do you know what be, what would be good? Just, just had this thought in my head. If, but they won't because they've got him with our truth at the minute. If he came out during the uh, Money in the Bank and just destroyed Randy Orton, why would he destroy a heel? Yeah, I mean that's true. He is he is a heel, um, but I, I get what you're saying. It'd make an impact, right? Make a statement. Um, maybe if we just destroyed I don't everyone, I don't want fucking Randy Orton to be in that match. <laughs> I don't think he fucking deserves it. Well, it doesn't mean he'll win. He's a former winner. Of course, he deserves it. Um, he's fuck, he's not fucking. He's not that. He's not talented enough to be in that match. Well, I think the fact that he's won it previously shows obviously. <laughs> that's that's controversial, Matt. That's controversial. He's been in a whole bunch. I don't. He doesn't deserve to be in that match 
in this part of his career. I would I would agree with that. If, I don't think he needs to be in the match. That's what that's yeah, what I, I would say. I don't think he needs to be in it at all. He may very well win this. I one. think I think people who have recently had title shots, not that he has to be fair, mm. but people who have had recently had title shots shouldn't be in it. This should be a match where you get the money in the bank and they build a star out of it. Yeah, so like for example, um, like Samoa Joe, is he, he's, in, he's, he's, not, he's not in the match, I was thinking of him better. Um, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin, mm. they were both in the little thingy to crown the number one contender yeah. the other week, as was Ray. Yeah, Ray's not in this match. Is he not? I'm th- I must be thinking of the, the one that was going around. Um, they've recently had their chance to go and get themselves a title match, and they didn't win. Yeah. So then, by default, they just go and get another chance to put themselves in a title match. I just think, when you think of it story-wise, you go, all right, because they always say, all right, once you lose a chance, you go back of the line, mm. only in certain scenarios. So I just think, not. I don't know. really know who else they could really have put in there. I don't like the idea of guys like Finn Balor being in it, like people with the mid-card title, because nine times out of ten, you know they're not going to yeah, win. Yeah, they're probably not going to win. Like it happened with RVD 12 years ago, mm. nine, 13 years ago even. Mm. It's not, it's not going to happen now. Yeah. Because RVD then almost instantly dropped the Intercontinental title. So, yeah, I think sometimes it's a bit annoying when... It's just the same people. I mean, you could say the same about Braun Strowman, if I'm honest. I mean, he won last year's and he has had title shots in the past and failed to win. Um, so, you know, maybe not the best option to be in this match as well. Based you on can his... sort of pick out why they're in there kind of thing. I get, like, Drew McIntyre, I think, I get Drew. should be in there. I can understand Baron Corbin being in it. For Heat, yeah, mainly. No, them two are fine. Ricochet is, uh, a, is definitely Ricochet's a Ricochet's there a good for option. the well for the moment. He's there for, for the, the high flying moment. He may well win, but I, I mean I doubt it. But no, um, no from a SmackDown side, then I think Andrade is a good shout to be in this match. I think he could do great things with the briefcase. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor. I mean, I don't mind. I think he's in there to to help put on a really good match. Um, I don't. I'm a bit like you. I don't really mind. I, I don't really just... care. I don't really like it if a, a, an IC title or a US title holder wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. It kind of like well, you know they're going to have to drop that title at yeah. some point, which then makes them a less credible threat to the world. Exactly. Actually. You can't lose your IC title and then suddenly become better and go to the next title up. You know, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that. I mean, it's how it used to work in the early like nineties really? and eighties. Yeah, I guess so. But it shouldn't really work like that these yeah. days. I mean, I'm pretty sure Finn's were only really in there to balance out the babyface. The babyface heel dynamic. It's four yeah. and four. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ali, again, I think probably not a credible winner. Not a likely winner anyway. I can't I mean, see I don't, him. I don't really the... think it's possible. It probably is possible, but I don't think it's safe for him to do a 450 off a ladder. You may well do it. <laughs> Can't get the same spring. Interesting to see Ricochet and Ali in the same match, though. In a ladder match, that would be... Uh... Yeah, I wanted to see Alistair Black in it. And I wanted to see a moment where Ricochet and Alistair Black meet at the top of a ladder. 
And they both just oh, give each other a look, just like, oh, shit, okay. That would be good. Cool. So they both have to acknowledge the fact that like, we're, we're buddies, but let's fucking do this. <laughs> Why Eric the Black injured? I don't think so. I haven't I don't heard really, I'm not too sure what the deal is with Alistair Black's character at the moment. But he's moved to SmackDown. His promos have come across to me pretty heelish. When, I, I want to see. That's what I want to see. I mean, I, d- I don't mind seeing it. I just think it's a bit weird that they would have moved him from Raw to SmackDown and turned him heel without doing anything. I don't. F- I don't think he's 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 going to be a heel. I think he's going to stay face. I think his promos have been very heelish. If I'm honest. I think his promos have just been. I'm a mo- I'm a moody guy. <laughs> I'm a moody guy. That's basically how Michael Cole would describe him every week. Yeah. He's so moody. Like, do you know how shit that sounds? Yeah. Like, you just make him sound like a stroppy teenager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, a bit of a downer that he's not in this match, I think. I think he would he deserve a shame. Him. But yeah, at the same time, he hasn't wrestled on from TV for about three weeks. Well, that's why why should he be in the match? I'm assuming that's not his fault. Well, no. <laughs> he did wrestle on every show for like two months I'm straight. Just saying, I'm assuming he's fucking knackered yeah. from WrestleMania weekend. Same would go for Ricochet, though, but... Um, and who's the final two? So it's Randy Orton and who else from SmackDown? We've said them all. Finn Balor, Andrade. Andrade, Ali. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So there's four, yeah. And then there's Braun, Ricochet, Baron and Drew. So, I mean, my mind's on Drew, but... You know what did make me laugh this week on Raw when Ricochet was like, all right, well, like... I'm not I, here to talk. I'm not here to talk. And it just like, well, I think what made it better was just Drew off camera, yeah. not even on camera, just off camera. Like, well, well shut, shut up then! <laughs> <laughs> you could kind of see Ricochet like damn what is that one <laughs> you got me <laughs> um, alright so yeah there's that but um, back to Lars Sullivan I can see <laughs> I can see a lot of similarities between this build and Brock Lesnar's original build but basically Brock Lesnar debuted well around the time he debuted he beat the shit out of the Hardys had a handicap he match against him the mania. yeah had a handicap match against the Hardys on a pay-per-view didn't he Mm-hmm. Uh, and just made his name by beating everybody up and, and then went on to ring, win the King of the Ring which obviously there isn't an equivalent of now um, so that be some kind of battle royal oh, in the fine. next Saudi it's Arabia fine. I know show. exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. he'll win the Saudi like, Royal Rumble it's fine we'll have a great Royal Rumble again maybe I mean they have announced that there's going to be a new show in Saudi haven't they in June I think in June which replaced the Backlash yeah Backlash is gone do you know, have you heard the new pay-per-view? Stomping, Stomping Ground. Stomping Ground. Yeah. Uh, don't like the name of that one. Where's that? I mean, well, that's, I think that's what's replaced um, Backlash, technically. So we have Money in the Bank. Then we have Saudi Arabia show in June. And then I assume it'll be after that in July. Stomping Ground WWE will be June 23rd. Oh. Well, the Saudi Arabia one's June 7th. I hate when they do these so close together. Yeah. Well, they were, Backlash was originally scheduled for June 16th. So now it's June 23rd, Stomping Grounds. Do you know they've... Um, they were saying like that Goldberg's going to be at Saudi Arabia. Yeah, fuck that. No one cares. Like... Well, apparently what they've asked for is Goldberg... Uh, Lesnar and Undertaker. Those are the three names that they've asked for. Yeah. It's just something uneasy about these fucking Saudi shows, man. I know a lot of... Well, I say, I say we boycott it and don't talk about it or 
review it or anything like that. I mean, I still haven't watched Crown Jewel. <laughs> I haven't even. Slash no, the world. I haven't watched the bloody Super Showdown from Australia. I've not got nor nothing against I. Australia. <laughs> I by the that. way, I went there. It was awesome, by the way. Did you? I did, yes. I went to New York. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. Expensive, though, man. Um, it's fucking expensive. It's a lot of money. Right, moving on from Last Sullivan, then. Um, other movers and shakers in the Superstar Shake-Up AJ Styles is now on Raw what are we making of AJ's first couple of weeks he's obviously booked himself or bagged himself a uh, universal title opportunity of money in the bank anybody interested in Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles yeah I am but I just feel it's going to be a bit shit I did worry that it's, it, it's going to suffer from the AJ Shinsuke syndrome of just you can go out there can't do most of the things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find it difficult to, to call a winner in this one, if I'm honest. I know we've got a few weeks Oh, left. I don't. I think Seth, Seth's going to win. Well, I think, logically, Seth should win based on the fact he's only just won a title, but WWE have a lot of faith in AJ. They don't. He doesn't tend to lose that many matches. Um, he's a big-time player, and I think, you know, it could, I could see some sort of no finish. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Last Sullivan. <laughs> he's, well, he's on SmackDown. Does whatever the fuck he wants. Well, maybe. Um, it's a dual pan, dual brand pay per view. No, I don't know. Like the Good Brothers moved over this week, so people have been saying, "Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna make the club again." But WWE couldn't give less of a shit about Gallows and Anderson, awesome. so they're not gonna bother putting them with one of the main guys. No. Um, did you notice Could this week? Gallows and Anderson didn't throw up the two sweets. I didn't notice that, mainly because, as you say, nobody gives a shit about guys and Anderson, so I really wasn't watching. Yeah, like, they didn't do it in their entrance, and there was a point in the match where Gallows went put his hands up when he was, like, celebrating a boot he just did or something, and then he quickly put him down and went into a pin. But at no point throughout the entire night did they do the two sweets. I'm wondering if they want to cool him down on that aspect. Or maybe maybe, just... they, maybe he listened to uh, Triple H. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they've had a sure. cease and desist. <laughs> From within their own company. <laughs> um, right, anyway. So, yeah, okay, we'll move on from Lars Sullivan and we've moved on to AJ Styles. I think, personally, um, I think AJ Maybe deserves... Maybe like a, a double count out. Yeah. I think you want him more. I think AJ deserves to be on Raw and I think in order to cement him as a you know big-time player, he needs to not get pinned clean by Seth Rollins, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, do you want to cement Seth Rollins? Um, but I feel like this is a minimum of a two-pay-per-view feud. I don't think this is going to be a one-and-done. I think this. I think Matt's right. I think this might... Oh, no, in fact, you were right. I think... Sorry, Matt. Um, this might suffer from the same fate as the Shinsuke AJ series of matches. But I think we just expect a lot from it because they're really great. Well, the AJ Shinsuke one's got better they every time. Better, but we have so many on the, the one that everyone wanted to be the good one was, was the, Mania. Was the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't It wasn't brilliant. It was good. I thought it was all right, but it wasn't brilliant. Um, you were in the toilet. Well, I watched it back. <laughs> you were in the toilet then. You were in the toilet for main event. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what AJ does. I, think, I get the feeling they're turning him slightly heelish, but that might only be a temporary thing for this feud. Yeah, I think it's kind of a temporary thing. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, moving on from that then. I mean, what are we making of the Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch situation at the moment? She's feuding with two people on two different shows. She's got two belts. 
do you feel like she needs to maybe drop one of them? <laughs> yeah, because it's I just don't. confusing. Like, I mean, it's not I don't. I don't. It's not confusing, but I just don't like the idea of someone feuding with two people on two different brands at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because you like like traditionally in a wrestling, you would like to think that a rivalry of someone consumes you. Yeah. But how do you just go switch off the Charlotte feud and turn on the Lacey Evans feud Especially and switch a off day that later. one and turn on the Charlotte one the next day? And I mean, like, same currently with Shane is cross-brand feuding with Miz, but Roman. at the same time he's having a semi-feud with Roman and on SmackDown. I, I just don't, I don't like it. Mm. Um, but in regards to Becky, it was weird this week on SmackDown before her match with Bailey. Did you notice they kind is weird? They, weird they kind of gave him like a heel, a heel introduction. It was almost back like Baron Corbin. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, um, which was just confusing. Yeah, um, I don't know why they decided to start doing that three weeks after Mania. Yeah, but here we are. Um, I can say that about a lot of things, if I'm honest. But you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, the thing is. If you have her lose lose one and not the other, it makes sense for it to be whatever matches second in the night. Yeah. Um But if you have if you have a win both, that's alright, but where'd you go? If you have a lose both, then it's like, oh Becky shot herself in the arm, yeah. Yeah, but it's also a, a fuck fuck's sake, WWE. Yeah. You've built this up and now you've taken it away. And I've had people... Basically, I don't think they can really win with this. I've seen a lot of people saying that they're now a bit tired Bored of the of Becky, Becky Lynch yeah. thing. And it's like, really? Yeah. But at the same time, like she's on both she's brands on every, every week. She's on every show, yeah. Which, I mean, people used to be. It was never a problem back then. Yeah. But you wouldn't feud with different people. I, I don't know. It's... it's um. Yeah, I don't really think they can really win with this. Mm. I see them taking the SmackDown one off Becky and keeping just just keeping her on Raw. Mm. Um, she doesn't want to be on Raw, though, does she? <clears throat> Why? Why not? She's quite she's quite clearly come out and said that she would rather be on SmackDown. Does she? But yeah, her, a lot of times. Her boyfriend's on Raw. That's it true. Doesn't matter that she's she's come out and said on multiple podcasts. She'd rather be on SmackDown because that's her home. Yeah, I don't know. That seems a bit like it's the it's the fucking same. It's just a different day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, it's not though, is it? If she feels that, that she built SmackDown up, then she feels more that she wants to be on that program than she does on Raw. But I thought SmackDown was the house that AJ. Exactly. Styles AJ built. didn't have a problem with that. It? it was like Raw, more money. All right, I'm fucking on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, it may may well be the case, but I mean, imagine how much p- piss it would boil if Charlotte won the SmackDown title off Becky straight away. That's what I'm thinking because Charlotte's whole thing going into this is she didn't beat me, she beat Ronda. Yeah. So then Charlotte just beats her, be like, "Ah, look, you can't beat me." Nah, I think I think Becky needs to beat Charlotte, and then maybe move on to Bailey or something for a bit, or Ember or hmm. whoever. I mean, I mean, personally, this doesn't make any sense that Lacey Evans and Charlotte aren't working together. To, uh, to hurt Becky before Money in the Bank because it then increases both of their chances of winning separate women's titles. So, you know, we might see that in the coming weeks, but probably not because it makes too much sense, you know. Yeah, and Charlotte didn't have a I problem. Must say I am loving Lacey Evans, though. I was going to talk about Lacey Evans next, actually. Um, 
So you go for it. Why why are you loving Lacey Evans? Maybe the build up because she had that just walking out and nobody sort of knew her. And then she was in the rumble and it was, she was really good in the rumble. She was she came out first, didn't she? Or second. She came out yeah. first. So she she was a surprise for the Royal Rumble and I thought she did really well. It was just a bit weird to like start with that and then not have a wrestle for like two months. Well, not on TV anyway. It was just a bit weird, but carry on. Oh, see, I liked that. I liked that she didn't wrestle and you were, there was a bit of like, oh, what is she going to do? What is she going to be like? Mm. And then she goes out and attacks the biggest person there is. I do wish the there was division. occasionally a bit more to it with her walking out, like her maybe do something slightly different every now and then or have some kind of interaction with someone. But for about three months straight, it was just the same thing every Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, well, I didn't mind it. Um, but I, I didn't I mind it. It was just like they'd done it to death. What were we supposed to, to the To the that? point where like... They could have damaged her beyond return from anyone caring for her. Yeah. But they, they, Luckily they haven't. They've nixed it in time. Um, but yeah, the, I think the Becky thing has gone well for her. I think she's done no, well definitely. as a character to... I quite like the Lacey Evans character, if I'm honest. I think it's... I didn't think it was going to... I didn't think it on the main roster it was, it was transition very well. But yeah. actually, it, she's come across really well. I think I, I like the fact that she she seems to live her gimmick, which is obviously a big thing. Like every all of the most successful superstars live their gimmick. I think with her, I didn't know that her voice wasn't really like that in real life. But that is a that is a voice she's putting on. I know it's obviously it is be dialed to an up extent, to, yeah. to an extent. She she has a southern accent, but not as much. Hmm. I don't know. Like. The thing with her is, if they were to have told her, if they were to have her tell her, like, her true story. Hmm. Um, That's a babyface story, though. There's no, yeah, there's no way she's ever a heel. Yeah. Um, there's something they could bring out in a couple of years, you know, down the line to sort of make that transition from heel. Have you to seen the, the thing she did in NXT? I've seen the, the, the program course. on Breaking Ground, I think yeah. it was with William Regal, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that was what made me think like, oh, this is, that's not her real voice. <laughs> she doesn't talk like that. But I, I find her very sort of enticing when she speaks. Like I, I listen to what she's saying, which I think is important because she's captivating. Lot, yeah, captivating would be a good word. I think a lot of the time, on, on especially on WWE TV, you sort of you you listen to a promo without really listening to it. And, I think because she speaks quite slowly and and she doesn't say a lot. She doesn't make yeah. it, she doesn't overcomplicate anything. She does speak slowly, and I think that can annoy people, but I don't mind it with her. And I think she she says what she needs to say, and she gets on with it. And there's no 10-minute long promos to in the middle of a ring sort of thing. It's, it's just, just too busy currying favours. Currying favours. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with Lacey Evans as a character. I think her in-ring stuff is good. Maybe could be a bit less green, but that'll come with time. Um, Did you see that? Um, oh, like towards the end of their their brawl on Raw this week, when like Lacey was being taken up the ramp, um, that sounds dodgy. Um, <laughs> um, she's being taken away, um, and Becky was just like, "Make me a sandwich." 
<laughs> is that because Becky's the man and Lacey Evans is a real a real lady? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, have you seen the, um, the latest series of tweets from yesterday? No. So Lacey Evans is very unfortunate because Lacey Evans' tweet was good. She just made a spelling mistake. Oh, dear. And you know what Becky's like. Yeah. She said... Fuck it out. Sounds like two other people on that. <laughs> she said... I fucking need to find it now. Becky said in response to her... I'm just going to find it this way around. So Becky said, do what the man tells you with the gif of her saying, why don't you go make me a sandwich, right? Yeah. So she goes... Sweetheart, I've been making sandwiches, raising babies, and feeding my man the whole time you've been striving to be successful in life. Oh, but I can whip you up some homemade soup for hashtag money in the bank because it's the only way you'll be able to eat is through a store. Oh. So Becky goes, um, good for you. So you'd agree a woman can be whoever and whatever she likes. Wife, mother, CEO, businesswoman, or the man of this whole damn business. Now make my sandwich plank while I go Google what a store is. <laughs> <laughs> plank. Yeah. I hate Becky's insults quite a lot of the time. She says you're, dorp. You're dope. Yeah, not dope. So yeah, dopes. I don't like dopes. And yeah, plank. She was a new one she came out with last I'm week. i she hasn't called anyone a spanner yet. Or something. <laughs> you waz. But she can't call them wazzock. A spanner. Why not? Spanner? I said cunt. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, she probably can't. You're right. Wanker, maybe. <laughs> I would she probably that. could because they don't understand what that means. Yeah, they? exactly. <laughs> they did that once. I think back in like around like mid 2000s when they were in the UK, someone came out and just like called someone a wanker. Yeah. A wanker. wanker. Well, it's Seth Rollins. No, he said bollocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can't say bollocks. <laughs> he also called um, Drew McIntyre a sheep shagger, basically. <laughs> he inferred it. Wrong country. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Like he calls him that, and no one's like shocked. Everyone was just like, "Wrong country, mate." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's genuine fact, but you're referring to the wrong country. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Have we seen the breaking news about? Pete Dunne demands his rematch. I thought you were say release there. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, cool. I'm assuming that's being done on NXT UK right now. Well, I've just seen the uh, tweet that they've just put out. It's a whole new set of emotions for you to run the uh, rigor of, Matt. Yeah, it was on uh, NXT UK this week. I've just seen a little, little clip. Ah, cool. Give me water. He says, give me my rematch. Again. <laughs> Here we go. Give me my rematch. And then Walter says... doesn't say anything. He just nodded. Fair enough. Um, what do we make of the uh, new sort of alliance that Walter made with um, Alexander Wolf and the two guys whose names... Marcel Bartel. Fabian Eichner, yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I only saw the picture. Yeah. I don't know. Is it was that shown on TV? Is that last week's episode or is that a future episode? I don't know. I, I just saw a clip. I don't know either. Oh, you've seen a clip? Yeah. Fan clip or like TV clip? No, YouTube clip. Ah. Um. Yeah. In which case, I haven't like watched NXT TV last week. 
that was from it was the one from um, Access, and it wasn't the week before because so I think must I watched be that as well. So I, I don't think that's been shown on TV yet. Mm. Maybe I don't think it has either. But it's interesting. But they could they dynamic. could do a um, like a four on four. I don't know who else they would get to be with Pete Dunne and Mustache Mountain. Um, yeah, I don't know Mark Andrews or something maybe. Devlin, even though he's a heel. Because it was Devlin and Walter on NXT UK this week. I need to watch more NXT UK. It is alright. So do I. Just finding the time, man. I barely had the time to watch. In fact, I didn't have the time to watch SmackDown this week. I kind of skipped through it at the end as soon as I got here. Which, um, you know, isn't the best way of watching stuff. You didn't miss a lot. didn't miss too much. The end was quite good, actually. I enjoyed the end. Well, I've seen a bit of an anti-climax. That's what she said. Um, anyway, so, right, moving on. So, I wanted to talk about... Um, what did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. Because we've spoken about the men slightly. And I think that this women's in the Bank ladder match is one of the weak, weakest... <laughs> women's, women's in the Bank. <laughs> women's, in the bank. Uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match is probably the weakest lineup they've had. Got the women's in the Bank. Um, one of the weakest lineups, you say? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have two the the two former winners. Well, yeah. We've got neither of whom are really on a hot streak right now. Let's put it that way. Got a legend in Natalia. We've got Naomi, two-time SmackDown champ. So Alexa Bliss, not only a former winner but a five-time women's champ. Mm-hmm. Bailey, former Raw and NXT women's champ. Ember Moon, former NXT women's champ. Mandy Rose is fit. Carmella, <laughs> former SmackDown champion. And, and the nicest Carter. person we've ever met. Yeah, oh yeah, she couldn't stop Chan. Um, Dana Brooke. Oh, you mean Dana Brooke? Yeah. Before you met Mandy Rose. Uh, and yeah, Dana Brooke, I forgot about her. <laughs> oh yeah, and Dana Brooke, I forgot about her. That's pretty much sums up Dana Brooke's career. Because I was going through people's accolades and Dana Brooke. <laughs> she has not. <laughs> um. Yeah, the reason I say it's the weakest, it's not necessarily through talent. I think it's through momentum. Like, none of these women have been built up recently in a very, in a particularly good way. You, you could argue that the, the one with the most momentum Bailey. is Bailey, and but she's lost both her matches recently. Mm. Um, Ember's, seen, like, Ember's not been, well, not wrestled on TV for a couple of weeks now. Um, but then, no, you think it could give one of them women um, a massive boost? I just think no one's going to care about this match. I think you it's it's almost impossible not to care about money in the bank. Match, I mean, people will be people will be entertained because it's a ladder match, and I'm sure it'll be alright. But like, unless Alexa Bliss wins this, no one's going to care about the briefcase holder. Well, that's, that's the point. The the briefcase makes you interested. I don't necessarily think anyone was really legitimately interested in Edge. Like being in the world championship work. picture until he was with the briefcase. I know you do, Especially right? the first All right, few months where he it, had it. Let me put it this way. If Naomi wins the briefcase, is that going to make you much more interested in Naomi? It would at least make me interested to try and see when she's going to cash in. And hopefully lose. I just... Uh, I can't see. Like, It's not going to be Carmella. And I imagine it probably won't be Alexa Bliss again. No, Although, I can't mean, Ember Moon, fine... But I don't like the briefcase on faces, if I'm honest. 
because because it's not it's not a face thing to do with it. Can exactly, it? it doesn't work unless as well. you do the whole announce in advance when you're going to cash it. So who does that leave? So in terms of the heels, it gives you Alexa Bliss, Mandy Rose, and um, Alexa Bliss, Mandy Rose. <laughs> well, there you go. So I think Mandy Rose. So I think Mandy Rose Mandy is Rose the option. Or Bailey, I think are my two picks. And I think Mandy Rose is the one I think they could do the best with with the briefcase. I feel like it's been a big year for Mandy Rose. Well. For that last year, but you know, um, I so I think she's the one. Sonya. I think she's the one who could do best with the briefcase. If I'm honest, and I think the split with Sonya will come after that, whereby she'll say, "I've got a briefcase now. I don't need my best friend," and that will lead to something. She'll win that feud, which will build her up, and then you know, or maybe even just like whoever's the SmackDown Women's Champ, Sonya has a match with them, comes up just short. Or even, and, and Mandy Rose either cashes in immediately after and kind of blows past on you after she wins or interrupts the match and does it and kind of overshines. But that would depend, that would rely on Sonya being built up to be a credible single, single star and let me yeah. say, that ain't going to happen anytime soon. But I mean... Unfortunately. She said she liked my hair. <laughs> Did she? So, Did anybody else In hear? my eyes, she's deserving. <laughs> anyway... Um, less about that, the better. When we're on total, although hell, it's quite nice today. I'll give you that. Thanks, I'm getting it. Covered. When we're on total, D, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> made an absolute mug out because they edit you out. <laughs> yeah, the cameras weren't even there at that point. They're fucked all. Forgot we signed that waiver. Yeah, so look out for us. We might be in a background scene in the, while we're queuing. Um. Right. And you bumped into Miz's dad. We didn't uh, mention you, that. You literally, literally bumped into Well, he bumped into me. I felt like punching him in his baby face. <laughs> it was the fact face. that we'd met all of these people. And in the just middle of one of the aisleways, Mrs. dad bumped into you. Like, oh my God, Mr. Miz just bumped into me. <laughs> 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 Mr. Miz, he had a WrestleMania moment the next day. He did. Moment. He, he put his fists up. Yep, in a and strange way. Up. And made himself a meme. <laughs> He'll um, live forever. He will. It's immortal. Anyway, um, that was kind of what I wanted to cover this week, if I'm honest. I didn't want to go down the route of Raw and just SmackDown and run down what everything that happened. Um, what I will say is I want to get Matt's opinion on um, Kevin Owens' turn, because you love Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens can do no wrong. But did you enjoy the way it Kevin happened? Kevin Owens can do no wrong. Did you enjoy the way it happened? I, yeah, I loved it. Okay. Did I it, thought wait, that they could have dragged it out a little bit more. That's what I was kind of get trying trying to get to. Really, Aiden and I both sort of said maybe they could have dragged it out a bit longer, but we didn't mind that it happened because it was that bit more surprising that it happened so soon. Not that it happened, that it happened so soon. Yeah, I think I, we I all think, knew. And I think <laughs> I think Kevin Owens is the perfect first opponent for as well. It's just it. It would be a shame if Kevin Owens lost. I think that's the only way I I see it. And maybe he won't. But I think people would perhaps maybe riot if Kofi lost his title so soon. But... Just Seth Becky and Miz will, uh, Seth Becky and Kofi will lose in the same night. Yeah. <laughs> that how to undo WrestleMania? I think that's what WWE. But I think if you're gonna if you're gonna give someone heat for beating Kofi. Perfect person to give it to. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there aren't that many other candidates on SmackDown currently. He always. You've got Shane McMahon. <laughs> he is the best in the world. In the world. Um, yeah, like like we said, I think it was probably better timing 
now than to do it maybe two months down the line. Um, oh, that would have got stale quite quick. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin Owens, when he does these turns or when he does a vicious attack, he does this weird kind of uh, orgasm face, like an out-of-body experience like a kind of Ray thing. Dudley face. Yeah, like just this thing. He goes like dead behind the eyes. Yeah. And it's amazing. And yeah, it happened instantly. As soon as he kicked him, it was just like it was translate it, well to the radio the podcast. I mean, but he shifted his eyes from side to side. <laughs> no, it was. Um, it, it looked kind of like it was an instinct reaction, and it, like if you well, if you watch it back, especially in slow motion as well, it's like an instinct reaction, and then he partially kind of goes like, "Oh shit, oh, I'll go through with this now," <laughs> and then just goes into it yeah um, almost like he can't resist turning on people yeah like it's just an, it's just a, a reflex yeah um but yeah he kind of does just he does it and then just has a brief moment and goes like all right let's just do this and fucking beat the shit out of him um but yeah and kevin owens as a heel although he's entertaining as a face as a heel will just always make more sense yeah i think so um, knows how to get booed now he's a heel, he can always, at some point, reunite with Sammy. Good point. Forgot about Sammy. Two different shows. Who? This week. Did you really pay much attention to his promo? This is, what I, this is kind of what I was getting at with the Lacey Evans thing, where I said, well, she does, she says things slowly, but she says not a lot of stuff, which means that you don't get a chance to just phase out. And I feel like Sami Zayn, basically, his character is now telling us WWE shit, WWE fans are shit, over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But did you... It feels to me, people, like, they write the promos, and it sounds good when they're writing it. And they think, well, we can regenerate that next week. Yeah. And just take this bit out, and we'll put this bit in. It's but just... they don't, like, ever go... It's not getting a bit repetitive. What I wanted to talk about, though, is do you reckon, like, you know, there's always these rumours of people unhappy and people want to leave. Sasha mm. Banks wants, uh, wants to reportedly leave and Luke the, the, um, the, yeah, Luke Harper wants to leave and um, the revival have supposedly been offered half a million dollar contracts for five years, which they haven't accepted um, in order for them not to go to AEW, whatever. But... I was wondering if part of Sammy's promo was addressing that. In because what way? He's, he started talk, talking about psychological entitlement, with the description of psychological entitlement refers to a general belief that one deserves more or is entitled to more than others. Hmm. And I wonder if that was a partial message from backstage. Is that a dig? Being like, <laughs> to the superstars. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get on with it. Doesn't if Sammy, you want to leave, just fucking leave. Sammy doesn't seem like the sort of person who would happily relay a message from the WWE management to superstars in the locker room, but I see your point. A lot of people have said this about Sasha, like she, and again, this is all speculation because she hasn't come out really and said anything, has she? No, um, nothing. That you know, she people are assuming that she's upset because she feels like she deserves more. She shouldn't have lost the tag team titles, and she should never have lost all of her titles that she has lost. And with, she with be the Sasha, main event. it depends on who you. The rumors won't go away about them prop kicking off after. They lost the dials. Yeah, I st- to be honest, I haven't. I've heard very little about this. Rumors won't go away until she comes out and is either on Raw's SmackDown mm. or it's announced that she's 
Left. Left. Yeah. Um, with Sasha Banks, it depends who you ask. Hmm. Some people. Well, you get the Sasha fans. You are. Some people crazy. would say, "Good on her for deserving more, for hmm. for for wanting, feeling like she deserves more, like always wanting more." Yeah. And other people will say, "Should be happy with what she's got. She's four time champ, and she's had the first ever women's tag champs, and all that kind of stuff." Yeah. But this is the sort of thing that happens when people win loads of championships early on in their WWE career. Like the only place to go for them now is down. Hmm. That's that's why I'm never in favour. So, I mean, of when you think about it, coming in and winning a title straight away. Charlotte's lost the title eight times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, um, no one talks down to her and says she's not got what she deserved. Alexa Bliss has lost it five times. People, people, like, I put up a tweet the other day because um, WWE had put a post on Instagram saying like um, the. Uh, the women who'd won the most women's titles in WWE. Oh, yeah, I saw it, yeah. Uh, where Charlotte's at the top of the list. And it says, the most decorated women's champions, we've got Melina with five reigns, Alexa Bliss with five reigns, Mickey James with six, Trish with seven, Charlotte with eight. And I read the replies to this, and about 17 to 18 out of 20, every 20 comments... Just like she's so undeserving, she's just Ric Flair's daughter. If she wasn't Ric Flair's daughter, she wouldn't have this. But if you forget all of that, she is the best women's wrestler mm. in WWE and potentially the world. Mm. So there's no like, and I get maybe she's had a lot very quickly, mm. but she's Charlotte. Yeah, she's not. It's not just because she's Charlotte slash Ashley Flair. Mm. She's just really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have a problem. And people say, oh, they're only making her win all these so she can get to 16 as well. Fine. I understand people's viewpoint, but I agree with you. She's Charlotte Flair. She, she was in the main Charlotte event of WrestleMania. Bunker. She wanted to be... She, if she was that good, she would still be women's champion eight times. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, she was put in the main event of WrestleMania because it made it better. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I think WWE genuinely believed that she would make it better. Exactly. And they have faith in Before her. Becky happened, it was all, next year's WrestleMania main event is going to be Ronda Charlotte and Charlotte. Ronda, yeah. And then Becky happened and they say, oh, fuck Charlotte. <laughs> but yeah, I That's mean. the thing that we were talking about back when it first started happening was she's not Becky. Yeah. That's why, That's why she, she was, was getting the reception. Because for the feud that they had around <clears> the <throat> autumn time after SummerSlam. Yeah. Becky was the heel. Well, I just think her beating Asuka for the SmackDown title didn't help her cause. It didn't help her. Didn't help Asuka. Didn't, well, it certainly didn't help Asuka. <laughs> it helped stats. Yes. Um, but yeah, like you can you can tell, especially from the way if you if if you watch the um, Chronicle with Charlotte from Mania, you could tell it wasn't really the way that she wanted to win the title. Uh, like she was happy and relieved to have got it and that she did it but it just didn't quite feel how like it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened then if it was going to happen she, it should have happened a month or two prior yeah I agree I think it, it certainly didn't help anybody's cause but we now wouldn't have the Becky Two Belts thing if that was you know I mean I don't know they could have done it differently but they didn't, and Charlotte deserves all of the accolades she's got, if I'm honest. Yeah. And I think she'll, she'll deserve to continue to get more accolades because she is WWE's best women's wrestler. I think 
You have to reward that, right? Yeah, potentially top three to five in the entire company, male or female. In terms of in-ring performer, yeah. Yeah, or just or all around. Yeah, all, all around. around. Yeah. I mean, we don't see a lot of her now, sort of on the mic, which is quite good because... Saw her last week. Yeah, but not for long. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, she's not over... She's not thrust down our throats in any way. I think she is genuinely talented and they've rewarded her in kind. <laughs> she they have basically, they, they've started a women's revolution and they needed someone to pin it on. Yeah. So they've pinned it on Charlotte. People need to go over that. And I'm now it's evolving that. to include Becky Lynch. That's how it will happen. Yeah. That's what will evolve and, and happen over time. Charlotte will have a time where she goes through a period where she's not at the top of the card and she may just sort of fade away for a little while but she'll be back up there because she's and the thing is Ric Flair had his stings his Ricky Steamboats exactly that's what Charlotte's got in her sashes and her Beckys and her Baileys yeah so whatever whatever don't get so worked up about it people need to just chill out man yeah and just because here here, here we are right now 2019 currently watching the main event of Wrestlemania 17 well, I'm not because I've got my back, got to, it, back but, yeah. to it. Um, and we're right, we're coming right towards the climax, right towards the end of it. And Jeez. like at the time, I can't. I I mean, I wasn't young enough. Um, I wasn't old enough to really like remember or care too much from an aspect of like, oh, Vince doing this is is a wrong booking decision. Just in the moment, people were losing their fucking minds and mm. just getting sucked into the story. So. Let's just get back to that, you know? <laughs> just, just watch it, and enjoy it, enjoy what you can. I know we've got podcasts. Don't overthink it. We're, we're partially guilty, but, you know, don't get so worked up about it. Like, I see people getting fucking pissed off. Like, the point it ruins their week when their wrestler doesn't win. I mean, the only thing that's pissed me off recently about wrestling is the fucking intruder of the Hall of Fame. Like, I don't care, like, if a booking decision is bad. I'm willing to see it out. Yeah. I think people just need to chill out. Too knee jerk. Knee jerk is a good word. Um, but then. I'm full of them. What did I say earlier? I said. <laughs> You're full of words. Oh, I said a good one. Oh, bollocks. I can't remember now. You no, like, enticing. Enticing. That's what you said. Anyway, right. I think that's pretty much. We've come to the natural conclusion of this, this episode of the People's Version Podcast, I'd say. Don't know about you guys. Unless you guys had anything else you wanted to raise. Any other business? That's what you said, were you? We? Shane in a cage match. Shane in a cage match. Good band name. Um, I don't hate it. Fair enough. <laughs> Some, someone said something enough. on, on uh, Raw this week that I thought would be a really good band name. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you'll think of it. What Matt, do you think of the best wrestling tag team in the WWE at the present moment in time? The Lou Charles party? Well, well I mean, I think they're pretty right, good. Well, who we all know who they are. <laughs> who are you referring to for uh, for clarity's sake? <laughs> Just to make sure we're on the same page here. Oh, I have a thing I want to talk about after this. Go on, Matt. The Iconics. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I thought you I... Kurt Hawkins and Zap Ryder. <laughs> I haven't um, really seen anything of them this week because I didn't watch the... I know they were on commentary for... Um... They were very funny on commentary. Were they? They, just, they were very they funny on the commentary. the entire match like the, the other commentators just didn't get a word in. <laughs> 
Yeah, I probably need to, I'll probably go back and watch that. Well, then. Corey Graves it made me laugh though because like Corey Graves he, with his new hair. New hair, Corey. He he was just being like um, like a proper iconics fanboy. Mm. Um, and yeah, proper. He was asking him like he was like, so what do you make of this whole page alliance with Kyrie and um, and Asuka? And, were, and Billy was just like. I don't like it one bit. And he was like, why? Tell me why. <laughs> it's like proper just like being a... I love the way that they like, instantly like didn't say Kyrie either. It's What's Kerry. her name? Kerry? Kerry. <laughs> Kerry? Kerry? Kerry's name. Yeah. Oh, so, and well, we know you're Saxon a big was trying to, Saxon was trying to talk and they're like, who even are you? Every time he tried to speak, he was just, he'd be like, "Well, let me ask you a question." He'd be like, "No, no." <laughs> oh, so many people have done that to Byron. I know. <laughs> did you get your iconic stop in the end, Matt? I did, indeed. So Matt, Matt couldn't locate uh, an iconic. Have you sent, have you sent it to Paint and Billy yet? <laughs> no, because I haven't worn it yet. Cause... So it's going to be my gym T-shirt. So. Uh, Friday, I'm going to the gym. Whoa. So I'm going to wear it, and I will send them a picture and see if they use it as their Instagram story. Good job, good job. Make sure you're not all sweaty and stuff. Yeah, do it before the workout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't want to be all sweaty. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. What I wanted to talk about is too late. Sorry, run out of time. Really <laughs> no, go on. Just briefly. Why is, as a man who has a significant amount of body hair, an annoying <laughs> amount, you might say. I don't know where this is going. What's the problem with <laughs> Scott Dawson having his back shaved? I don't think it's the having his back shaved. I think it's having someone else do it for him. Well, his who else is going to do it? Himself. You're fucking, the, the entirety of your... Have you ever tried to shave your back? It's really fucking hard. No, I've never tried to shave my back. It's not easy. No, but you can imax it. Yeah. You can what? Imax it. It's like a wax thing. Oh. Right. Um, yeah, like... I've done it before. It's easy. I mean, I don't understand why... How the revival didn't hear... So it was three feet away. It was a bit being ridiculous. like, "What is that? What is that?" And them not hearing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just don't see the problem. Uh, no, Twenty nineteen, like, modern a men. Bit of an on story. Um, what uh, I would, for, for what Jim I would it. say is, I hated the Usos entrance this week. Yeah, I hope that doesn't become a thing. That like, can't become a thing. Don't ruin. Don't. This is the fucking <laughs> the thing we were talking about last week. Things alone. Don't fix something that's not broken. Yeah. I love their theme tune. But as soon as they come out singing it, all at different times, at different volumes, at like, different speeds. No. And then, when you think about it, they came out, they came out all energetic, came out and sang their theme tune, and then stood in a ring not saying anything for three minutes because of an advert break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird they, to watch and that. Because when it comes back from the advert break, the music is like... It starts again. It continues. It just makes you think: Have they just been rapping the same song for the last three or four minutes? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, weird watching raw tape live because you just like is because they such a strange layout. It's yeah. It's like they they record it as if it's taped. Yeah, but it's live. Yeah, <laughs> it's just shit. <laughs> um, well, that was it for me. Really, I think I wanted to leave on a positive note, but the Usos thing perhaps. Okay, well, let's finish on something. I tried to leave on a positive. I tried to get us 
Iconic. Well, let's think something good that happened this week. I kind of liked it. It made me laugh the way that Bray Wyatt said, Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the one positive we could draw from this week, then fine. Um, something positive from me. I liked. What did I like? <laughs> it should be our weekly ending. Something yeah. positive from each one of us. So, Matt, you go. Oh, you probably just. Well, I'm going with the iconic um, commentary because they were really funny. Okay, positive for me. I like the fact that Bailey's in decent singles matches, and I thought her match with Becky was really good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. And another thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was it from from us, I think. So basically, if you wish to interact with us on Twitter, and we would hope that you would. You can find us at the underscore PWP. Um, I'm not going to give out our individual Twitters this week, if I'm honest. Because all I'm doing is losing followers over here. <laughs> I don't tweet about wrestling. No, I've never I've never done. So, I mean, you can I follow do. me if you want, but go do, go do some research and find me if yourselves. If you really want to follow us, you'll find <laughs> us. Um, it shouldn't be too hard. We'll be the ones who like all of the PWP stuff <laughs> um, and nothing else. Um, so, yeah. Do that. So it just significantly shortens my outro. Right. So um, I, I'm a bit lost for words now, so I guess we'll just see you next week. Oh, actually, one second. I won't see you next week. I can't do next week. <laughs> well, firstly, well, firstly, Spurs are playing in a very important game. Uh, secondly, I will be in Bristol with work, which is an absolute in party Bristol? Builder. You've been in Bristol? Bristol, yeah. All right then, so it'll just be me and a one-man band. <laughs> I'll fuck off am I doing that next week. So yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks then. Bye.